Welcome to Truth Matters Church. Connect with us at truthmatterschurch.org. Thank you for downloading this week's expository devotional from our study in Philippians, titled, Without Grumbling. I'm Associate Pastor Jeremy. Sometimes a passage of Scripture may hit us right between the eyes, and when it does, we must humbly accept what the Spirit is telling us. For me, this is one of those passages because it's something that I often struggle with. In Philippians 2, verses 14 to 16, the Apostle Paul wrote, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you may prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. The Apostle Paul had just finished a beautiful dissertation on Christ's humility and obedience to the Father. See Philippians 2, verses 5 to 11. And he followed this with several appeals to believers. He began with the call to fully obey God and to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. See Philippians 2, verses 12 to 13. And here he demands that believers do all things without grumbling or disputing. We find a couple of important takeaways in this passage. The first one is to do all things. Yep, all things. Paul didn't leave any wiggle room for excuses, and Scripture never really does, right? No matter how much we may want to justify that darn good reason for grumbling, murmuring, or quarreling, we really have none as far as God's Word is concerned. Everything we say must be filtered through a prayerfully tuned spiritual filter. As I allow this reality to settle into my spirit, I'm personally convicted. It is just far too easy to gripe and complain about things I don't like or to criticize the actions of others that I disagree with. The truth is that as Christians, we need to be very careful here and really beg the Lord to help us catch ourselves before we allow our tongue to get away from us. The Apostle James, Jesus' half-brother, spoke at length about the danger of misplaced words in his epistle. See James 1.26 and chapter 3, 1-12. Now, why does this matter? Paul goes on to say, So that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. As believers, we are children of God, adopted into His family through the saving work and propitiation of Christ our Savior. See Ephesians 2, verses 11 to 22. We are now held to a high standard of behavior, and we must walk in a manner worthy of our calling. See Philippians 1, verse 27, and Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 6. We represent Christ and the Father as ambassadors to this world. Therefore, our actions must always speak louder than our words, and our words must match our testimony, especially as we interact with the unsaved in this crooked and perverse generation. Paul reminds us that we appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. This echoes what our Lord said in Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. 
As we've seen time and time again in our studies, our purpose on earth is to glorify God. When we walk and we talk in such a way that we shine as bright lights in this dark world, others see that and they ultimately give glory to God the Father. If nothing else, this should be enough motivation to double-check our tongue before complaining or grumbling or arguing about our circumstances. We must ask ourselves, is what I'm about to say going to bring the Father glory, or is it going to take it away from Him? Finally, Paul outlines his personal investment in the Philippian believers, and really all who read and hear his epistle, by saying, So that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain, nor toil in vain. As a minister of God's word, an apostle of Christ called to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, and one who suffered greatly for this mission work, Paul wanted his work to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. The apostle deeply cared for and he loved the church in Philippi, and it's apparent that they loved him just as much. Reference Philippians 1 verses 3 to 8, chapter 4 verse 1, and Philippians 4 verse 16. This reminder was an exhortation to keep up the active, thriving faith that he had instructed them in, not only for their own sake, but for his too. As we consider our role and responsibility as Christians, let's take a few quiet minutes with the Lord today to reflect on this passage with a humble and penitent heart. Do we need a little or a lot of work controlling our grumbling and quarreling? Maybe we need to be more intentional in considering how our words and our actions outwardly reflect the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Or maybe it's just making a more concerted and purposeful effort to use every moment to shine as a light into the world and to bring God the glory that He deserves. Whatever it is, I'm sure that if we submit our minds and our hearts to the Spirit's leading, the Lord will make it perfectly clear. Thank you so much for listening today, and I do hope that you were blessed by this expository-style devotional. For more biblical teaching, connect with us at truthmatterschurch.org and check out our 24-hour stream of teaching, scripture reading, and encouraging music at truthmattersradio.com. Have a blessed day.